That was what I was thinking about when we were talking off mic about me starting a podcast called um, The Christian Wing of Al-Qaeda. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, if I started just that podcast, but like I keep trying to get into like DNC events and stuff like that as press, and they're like, no. But like I was imagining myself getting like getting in at one point, like sneaking in and the security's dragging me out, and I'm like, the name is a bit. It's ironic. It's like a post irony thing. Well, I'm getting like pulled out. You dock your shitty little fishing boat on the white sandy shores of a lone island. Uh, lingering above is an old rustic looking lighthouse with three people on the very top of the light. Uh, in the distance, you can see on the stormy seas a single life raft. And uh, on that life raft, <laughs> because as punishment for his intro last episode, mm-hmm. is, is Philip, who we have uh, set out to see. Introduce yourself. Oh my god, I'm so wet and salty. <laughs> Sorry, we can't hear you. Wet. Yell louder. You're really far away now. <laughs> I'm so wet and salty. I'm a wet little salty boy. Alright. <laughs> and when we have Why did you just let me why did you just let me like throw a rock? That that would work a lot quicker than this. <laughs> yeah, a pellet gun. He to, needs like, to suffer first. Anyway, continue, <laughs> Jack- Jackal. Oh, Mr. Jester. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the French. Uh, <laughs> the hello, everybody. I'm Jackal Jester here to help to welcome you into Mammonburg. As you can see, we're a uh, host short this week because, uh, sadly, um, Trinidad Derangement Syndrome got uh, <laughs> got one of our hosts uh, yesterday, and unfortunately, uh, we had to boot him off of the uh, off of the the podcast. Uh, hey, he's out of the second. ocean right now. I can still hear you. <laughs> no, you can't. No, no, you can't. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm sorry about the ball thing. <laughs> Now, we're actually working on this program to train pelicans to eat out specifically Italian eyes. Mm-hmm. But they if can, I don't you, have you can tell. And then we have. Did you just apply a pelican? Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm Jackal Jester. I'm, I'm sorry you're listening to this podcast, sincerely. <laughs> and then we have Josiah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm standing at the shore, uh, screaming "Dance, motherfucker!" and shooting a pellet gun at, <laughs> at Phil. Ah! Why did you do that? Ah! The the boat's too small. <laughs> yeah, only yeah, enough to got cause like a... slight pain. Not I don't want to kill him. I want him to just annoy him for the next hour. No, no, just say if we got like a bag and filled it with like pellet, like angry pelicans, pigeons, and one really mm. pissed off swan and just chucked it at the life raft how long yeah. are you, you going to give phil to like the, how long are you going to give uh phil with the birds and how long do well, you think that they're going to fly i, I, would I think don't think it's going to be that long in, in theory it would be quick but what i'm worried is like phil would somehow find a way to like charm the birds 
I um, and then would, like he would I like have them well, under his spell, and then true, he would have just true. like this army of birds that would just be like the like Italians this. are a shifty folk. They yeah. are. Yeah, you'd have a, a a completely like uh, 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 bird air force that he would like start attacking us back with. Welcome to Mammonburg. Uh, welcome to Mammonburg, and I am Captain not... Finch J. Finch, the uh, third Esquire, fifth in line to the papal throne as the Pope's niece. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast. Welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. I haven't made a Suttonite commune joke in a while either. I need to probably bring no. one back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because you're too busy inseminating your wives. Jesus. <laughs> 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 We got all sorts of cool stuff for you all today. I can't. I cannot apologize more for for your <laughs> this unfortunate decision that you have made to open up this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Abandon all well, hope, ye who listen, enter Jackal, from this point on. He's inseminating my wife. He's inseminating your wife. That's just how this. I don't have thing a wife. Works. It was in the contract we signed that you get a wife, but she's taken away from you. Because Josiah. I didn't even to... know how. Okay, so, alright, hold on, wait. How's this gonna work? I didn't even know that I had. So, I have no attachment to this then. You got mm-hmm. a free wife? No, I. It's obligation. It's an obligation. Who am I in this then? You're the wife, Finch. God I'm, I'm the wife? <laughs> oh, dude. What? I'm I guys very keep track of this shit. I'm very uncomfortable by what's happened. Again. Folks, I'm so sorry for for your disunfortunate decision. <laughs> okay, alright. Topic um, one. Topic, topic one. one. Why does Josiah fuck so many people? Okay, everybody. First, uh, first agenda on the docket for today's uh, is today's uh, Hitler in is... the Harry. Sorry, I, I'm so sorry, Jekyll. It's Hitler in the Harry Potter universe. I'm very excited I for this to- topic. So it wait, is, is Hitler another wizard? I mean, Are they like, going to say that Hitler is a wizard? For fuck's sake, be a Phil. Wizard? I think we got to provide context for this. If anybody wants uh, to, what more context do you need? A Harry Potter, Hitler, wizard. <laughs> Can you imagine if Harry Potter was around during the Third Reich and it, all the liberals would be like, oh my god, Hitler's just like more. Oh, but, oh, but Hans, dude, uh, uh, we love so little swastika wand, yeah. This is, this is really bad. There's I, another I Harry that. Potter movie. That's what the context is. Yes. They also, also saying sick people are wrong. Uh, yeah. Third Fantastic are, Beast movie. Is going to have wizarding involvement in World War Two? Are we, the events leading up to World War Two, or just World War Two? Something II? like that, yeah. Something like that, which I Dude. think is very funny because of the main character mostly. Because like, 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 um, I think I put a, a photo of him. Look at little Newt yeah. Scamander. He has like the yeah. cutesy little Doctor Who getup. And, like, he's going to be wearing that when he sees the atom being split, which is just hilarious to me. Uh, the moral of this story is that uh, the, the man has created something worse than could ever be created by wizards, which is why we hate That's muggles. The, exactly. It's the law. That's a really it's good Eddie law. Redmayne impression. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I have it. no context to the Fantastic Beast movies other than I didn't well, see the first it, one. Well, I, I, I did. Um, 
Because I like magic. Because I like magic stuff. I, I don't know. Okay, I, I do too, but I have standards. <laughs> Listen, it's I fine. like... What, whatever you like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't want Har- like Harry Potter's thorny cock to be in every aspect of my life, you know? Well, okay, we're getting... You're, you're going way out of line there. Josiah, I'm going to make a request right now. Huge sections of this episode need to be cut down. Yeah, I can no. certainly try that. Listen, I'm just saying, you know, my mom and I, we used to... You know, a lot of kids grew up with Harry Potter. My mom and I used to read it. And I was just like, she wanted to go see the Fantastic mm. Beast thing. And I was like, yeah, I love I love these. You know, I wanted... Because I thought, like, some of the designs from the trailer were kind of creative. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And the first movie's okay. I think it was sort of like what it said it was going to be. It was, this, it was Eddie Redmayne being cute with a bunch of creatures, which is what, like... It was what advertised to be. For, yeah. It was what people came for. And then, like, that somehow veered very sharply to the left, or right, or uh, to the side. A direction. Yes, it veered some direction in the second movie. Because then you have, like, fucking Johnny Depp, like, with the, the white hair, and he's, like, he's Wizard Hitler or something like that? Or he's the first Wizard Hitler? Well, he's going to be best friends with actual Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, because I, I thought, like, the thing was he was trying to stop Hitler in the second movie. Is that going to be what it is? Well, I thought it was, because he was, like, the muggles must be oppressed because they have bombs and guns, and they're going to I make mean, a I, second I, world I, for war. one, support the oppression of muggles, and I say this as a muggle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of my best friends are muggles, so... So, yeah. God, this is so... (laughs) (laughs) I have... I'm so divorced from anything of Harry Potter. I don't know what to... (laughs) Well, it's just like, because, like, everybody was... a muggle is someone who doesn't have a thorny cock in their hand. No, this... uh, It means somebody who's not magic. Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. So I need you to stop reading from your fanfiction, and I, I would prefer <laughs> that, that I, I hear from, from this. From what you don't like the scene where uh, Voldemort gets? No, into we don't need to elaborate on that further. No, we don't need to. No, no, that can stay within your depraved I... little brain. Uh, Do you guys think they're gonna like show the death camps? Oh my god! <laughs> I, can you I imagine hope... like the magic? They're they're gonna taking like, show their wands. Their wands are sh- they're walking into Auschwitz. Well, it's just kind of like this. The, this movie, I think, is kind of like because people have accused J.K. Rowling of anti-Semitism in Harry Potter, and so this is her right. kind of just trying to make sure we know, you know, that she's not. So she has wizards stopping the Holocaust. I mean, well, they don't stop the Holocaust. That's they're gonna the thing. do like. They're gonna They're- do one of those like flyover shots where it's like, oh, it's the castle, but instead it's the death camps, and it's, it just has the oh, theme no. printed over it. Like, oh, my oh God. no! Like, no, no, Phil said this, so now it's gonna happen. Oh no! I said it, so it's gonna happen. Oh, that's really bad. Okay, I have a, I have a few questions. As someone who has never was. I, I've never read Harry Potter. I've never watched the movies. Um, okay. I, I have. I have. Correction. I have seen the first Fantastic Beasts movie, but that was like much later after it came out. So, all right. Uh, in in the world of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. is this 
Has this ever been referenced before? Has World War II ever been like referenced before in the lore of Harry Potter? No, not World to my memory. World War One has been referenced before. Yeah, but World War World War One is a lot easier to like reference than because once you introduce World War Two, there are a couple issues that come in, and this is for any any fictional story that decides to approach World War Two. If they answer it, they answer. If they don't, they don't. It's kind of this thing that weighs over them. Is so. Why did uh, any of this uh, have anything to do with the numerous war crimes that uh, Nazi Germany was committing um, throughout the uh, the European theater of the war? Are so. Uh, do Jewish people exist in Harry Potter? Is that Jewish like, people no, do exist yeah. in Harry Potter? Because they did like a uh, J.K. Rowling said that there was a Jewish wizard and said that his name was Goldstein. Goldstein, but that's the thing <laughs> is like they also have the other the you know the two wizard ladies. Like I think one of them is like Newt's girlfriend. They, their names are also Goldstein. So okay. What's very so funny Jewish- is that like Hogwarts is ostensibly like a very Christian school. Like they celebrate Christmas very like, well. Every well, that's, I'm not surprised because well, I'm not surprised about that because J.K. Rowling Rowling is a member of the Church of England. Yeah, so. please don't remind. Oh my me. God! Well, that sorry guys can't be an Anglo-Catholic <laughs> anymore. I, I don't need to be reminded of my co-religionists, her and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Yay! Tucker Carlson is an Anglican. He's an Episcopalian. He's an, actually he's Episcopalian. He's an Episcopalian. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Kind of insane. I mean, that I opens like a, a lot of cans of worms. Yeah, I, I don't quite let, get let's it. Be, let, let's I, be I, honest. I I just, I, I, a bit aside, but I don't think that Tucker Carlson gives a shit about religion. <laughs> I don't think that he cares. No, no, no which, like, which fits the Episcopalian vibe, for sure. I assumed that the default religion in Harry Potter was Anglican. That's what I assumed. I, it kind of has that. I, I would have and assumed you'd be that right, probably. It, it seems that, that Harry Potter is like a celebration of like the like the the British school system. Like, oh, I thought it was, you were going to say about that. the mediocrity of white people and wholeheartedly agree with you. Well, yeah, that too. Well, I, does that even need to be stated? I just kind of assume that that just kind of came with Harry Potter, was that, like, <laughs> this is, it, it gave mediocre white children a, like, a, uh, an avenue to, to feel special. Uh, that's Look, very mean. I'm sorry. I can be a wizard too! Shut up, you little I can be a wizard after us. I'll finish my crack. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that J.K. Chesterton uh, had a child that? that was going to Hogwarts. This <laughs> is the deep floor. <laughs> so, okay, so they are they are going to. They've said that they're going to have World War Two. This is not preceding World War Two. This is not the events leading to World War Two. This is World War Two is happening. I, it seems like it. It seems yeah, like it may. Well, well, I don't know because they said a few. They said a few years after the first one, which is in 1927. <clears throat> so maybe this is like 1933 when Hitler first took power. Are they going to have to Reichstag fire? The Reichstag fire. They're going to have like crystal knock take place in this movie. Dumbledore did the Reichstag. Listen, Dumbledore of, cannot be questioned. I have this image of like the 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 young Dumbledore, like in the middle of the Rakshag He's like, "Whoops, I didn't mean for that to happen." Oh, I, look, they're probably not going to notice it. Uh, yeah, it's oh, not going to be a big deal. Oh, don't worry, this will not have any trickle down effects on society. <laughs>
it was just a little fire. Um, it's just a little fire. If, I mean, what's the worst? Either way, I this is very funny. Like either way that they that they put uh, like the like if if it is set in World War, did they say if it's set in Germany or not? Then yes, 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 yes. It's gonna be in both Rio de Janeiro and in Berlin, Germany. Oh, that's real on the nose, isn't it? They weren't even subtle about that. Yeah, I mean, I know that Mads Mikkelsen is playing um, Grindelwald now, and he is the uh, perfect uh, guy. Wait a second, um, are they just be, changing like... his face? Like, how is that gonna work? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, let me finish my joke first. He's the, he's perfectly cast as a guy who'd be hanging out in Brazil after World War II. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because Johnny Depp, they threw, oh, they threw out Johnny Depp, whatever you think of that controversy, like, take of it what you will, um, and yeah, now, now Grindelwald is being played by Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. So is Grindelwald just, like, Wizard Hitler? Yes! But yeah, maybe yes, but also is Voldemort is with you. So he's like. Wait, a wait, hold on, wait, whoa, 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 Okay, so what does what does Dumbledore think of the Muggles? Does he dislike them? Does he want to uh, deport them? What is no, the, what's no, no, the, I, he seems kind of indifferent I, to them, if I remember I, right. Yeah, so, I think he's either kind of an Eichmann figure more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he wants them to die. Certainly, <laughs> I, guess, I mean, I want I, them to die. I I, I want know, to. Though. I want that to be immortalized for a moment. Uh, I just want all of us to reflect for a moment that, that Josiah just said <laughs> Dumbledore is like Adolf I think we're in a good place, guys. I think um, this podcast yeah, is this, we're killing it. I, I think, okay, I, I, which, I think which one we, was the Nazi that flew to England to, like, negotiate? And then they just, oh, like, Hitler? Uh, what, was, uh, what was his was name? That I, know that he, I think it was Rudolf Hess. Um, I was kind of imagining this movie as kind of like the inglorious bastards of the Harry Potter universe. With a bunch of like cool magic. I mean, you know. But I mean, Lynn, would Hitler be a wizard in this? Because Hitler did practice occult magic. Oh, oh see, no, if they were if they were cool, they would bring up like the Thule Society. Yeah, but they're yeah. not gonna do that. But they're not going to. They're not I they're mean, not gonna do yeah. that. I know J- they're not. Yeah, no, 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 J.K. Rowling, she's already kind of, like, shut down, like, other forms of magic, because she was like, all religions are at Hitler, uh, are at- <laughs> so All religions are at Hitler. Uh, uh, J.K. <laughs> Rowling, <No>. Finch. <laughs> wow. Very good wow. Very, very bold statement coming from, from either, uh, Finch. And J.K. Rowling. No, J.K. Rowling said that. But she also said all religions are at Hogwarts except for Wicca, I think. <laughs> that's very funny. And because that's Why? like a different magic, quote unquote. So I imagine that if Wicca is out, then the other occult religions would be out as well. Be- <laughs> that's so funny. 
Like, yeah, so, there's definitely but, Hindus and Christians and everything else, but, like, none of those, like, weird TikTok witches. Ironically, the kinds of people that would be really into Harry Potter would be really into would Hogwarts. Be in it. They, yeah. they, 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 they try to apply to Hogwarts, but they can never get in this because is a of very the I, I, world build. Yeah, I mean, like, guys, there is a ghost of a Franciscan monk at Hogwarts oh, who, who practiced magic. I was I, 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 mean, I was kind of dumb when I read Harry's Harry Potter. Potter. I don't remember any of that. Like Harry's I mean, parents are like, we're in heaven, basically. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, that is what I, I mean. Like so, uh, she does make you, implications about the Christian religion. heaven being real. Yeah, so, I think but, I, I love that. I love that like, for us. Is it like Sandman? Is it like where the all of the all religions are kind of true? Maybe. Um, I mean, it just seems like she kind of, like, when she's talking about, like, death and the afterlife and stuff, she kind of tilts it more towards Christianity. It's sort of vague enough so that you can interpret it yourself, but for me, and just knowing what religion she practices, it kind of felt like it, because, like, there is a part yeah. where he, Harry, like, dies, quote-unquote, and then he's on this, like, white platform that's he's like basically bright light. in purgatory for a yeah. minutes. Yeah. And he meets um, Dumbledore there, so... And Dumbledore's like, I don't know, I found this fucking baby under a bench and it won't shut up. Maybe you can do something about it. Did this happen? I don't remember this. That, no so, that was a so, part of okay. Voldemort's soul. I feel yeah, like it's... I know more about this franchise than, like, is acceptable, but... Yeah, yeah so it's, actually, it's not that... allowed anymore, actually. That's that's what uh, I've noticed. Well, on my sister was a big fan, <laughs> so I kind of absorbed all of this through osmosis. The, the thing about the baby is kind of true, but it's not really a baby. It's what's left of Voldemort's soul because he fractured right. it so many times. Sure. Right. I, I mean, like, the cr concept of, of souls is a thing in Harry Potter, too. I just re remember. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> how horcruxes are generated there by a... pieces of your soul into things. What would a, I mean, what would a Muslim... Uh, Harry Potter be like? How would I that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I can imagine that uh, J.K. Rowling has many opinions about that. Um, yeah, I mean, but... like let's let's look at how uh, sensitively she's betrayed uh, other groups of people. Because you have the uh, the goblins that are money hoarding and like also have Star of David's on their uh, floor of yeah, a bank in the, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they kind of have like the long no hook nose. It's yeah, that's bad. Like, it is. It's, it's so on the nose. How, how they were able to get away with that? And then it's kind of like, have... like the the. Sorry, sorry. You know, finish. Finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're talking over a woman again. <laughs> I did Josiah. it again. Yep. I'm just too you good at it. You truly are the OJ of silencing women and minorities. I really fucking hate that. <laughs> for for <laughs> what uh, about me, man? <laughs> Or as as OJ Simpson was to murdering his wife, Josiah is to uh, talking over women and minorities. Oh man, that's cool. Um, okay, and then Harry's like ex girlfriend is a Chinese woman named Cho Chang. Cho Chang. What? No, hold on. No, no, I don't yeah. believe you. That's not real. Yeah, that's real. That that's real. real. That is real. Yeah, Cho Chang. And the only two Indian girls in the entire school have the last name Patel. Mm. Yeah, uh, and not to mention the uh, one Irish student that's 
uh, consistently mentioned is a guy named Seamus Finnegan who constantly blows himself up. Yeah, he's cool. That is hilarious. I love subtext. I'd love she to have some more subtext. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, so judging, but I'm assuming that, uh, that, um, Rowling, um, really, really supported the IRA during the, the troubles is what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what yeah. she was. This is on the record. We have a strong legal team here at Mammonberg, so I can, I can strongly say that, uh, she supported every bombing that the IRA did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, she it's also, okay. Like, she our our lawyer hard. alien is preparing already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! I hope we don't get sued. Oh god. Uh, um. So okay. So the the summit. I guess. So why <laughs> is this happening? Why? Like, that's why a really is it that's a really good you. question. <laughs> because like, the title I, is like because at this point, like. Is Harry Potter that big of a hot commodity that there's yes, one? Yes, it's there... probably one of the biggest multimedia franchises in existence. I mean, Jekyll, I hate to tell you this, but, like, the announcement of this movie had, like, 49k likes, like, in the first hour, so. Mm-hmm. There is an audience for it. I don't like to admit it, this, uh... Oh my god, Chris Pratt is gonna be Mario? What the I made our discussion focus. list before that got announced, so should make, we work make, that uh, in think, here? Think, think, think oh, about that. look it! It's a me! A Chris Pratt! Yeah! Think, think less <laughs> about that. Think, think less about that and think more that uh, Jack Black is going to be Bowser and Charlie Day is going to be Luigi. I'm, that's what I really focused on. Okay, Charlie wow. Day, that's awesome, actually. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's pretty good casting. Yes, but like you'd think that what the title is Fantastic Beasts, you'd think it'd be about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, but it's about... You not to really care about these beasts. Yeah, um, and you know... Actually, fascism is the real beast. It's the, what about the real my beast. book, uh, Fucktastic Beasts and Where to Breed Them? Oh my god, Phil. Thank you, Phil. That was awesome. I'm <laughs> going to put an anchor around your neck. Anyway. Yeah, I, you, well, I, you know, I think people are paying money to see, like, Newt being cute with these beasts, and, like, they're just kind of pivoting away from that, so I don't mm. know... What what their idea? If they like are trying to make something as heartfelt as like the Harry Potter movies or what? Or they're trying to comment on the times. <laughs> it's like Jojo Rabbit or whatever. I, I found I found the summary for uh for um Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, the secret so, Dumbledore it's the secret Manhattan is that he's project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually it's That's... actually the fool. It's actually the fool. It's actually Hellboy. Hellboy's actually the secret of Dumbledore. He was involved yeah, in yeah. summoning Hellboy. Um, <laughs> oh if it God. was a better better movie, it would be a Hellboy movie. Um, yeah, I'd like so to for... be inside of somebody's Hellboy movie. Several so years right. after the events of the crimes of no. Grindelwald, the story takes place partially in Rio de Janeiro. And in Berlin, famous uh, places that Germans really love, like German expats, really love Rio de Janeiro. Um, <laughs> I, we, can't, we don't know why, but they really like it. Argentina too. Lots yeah. of lots of uh, clothes of people there too. Real weird twins. Um, with Grindelwald's power rapidly growing, Albus Dumbledore entrusted Newt Scamander, uh, Scamander and his friends. 
I don't care, uh, on a mission that will lead to a clash with Grindelwald's army and will lead to Dumbledore to ponder how long he will stay on the sidelines of the... So Dumbledore's a centrist. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore, you know you know the, the poem at the Holocaust Museum that's like first they came oh, for the no. Jews and I didn't... That was, no, uh, that was no. Dumbledore writing that. He learned his lesson. Oh, no. <laughs> that's so bad. That is so bad. Is Dumbledore an anti-communist? That's he. He doesn't yeah. like the 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 Reds in, in Russia. The Reds in Russia. I mean, there are it's, no yeah. Russian wizards, as far as I know. Dumbledore is like, against country. against cancel culture and fascism too. So that's kind of why he ends up in the center. You know, he's he's a centrist. He's, he, he he thinks that there's there's uh, there's many many good. Uh, what's is, do they just call wizards wizards? Yeah. I um. And I, I think they call we, lady. We, they call yeah. lady wizards witches. Oh yeah. We uh, intended to do a short episode, um, and somehow we've spent twenty minutes—no, more than twenty minutes—on this this topic. <laughs> Uh, Finch, Finch is going to introduce some Catholic controversies. Oh yeah, the EWTN so controversy. Uh, EWTN. Pope Francis responds to attacks from EWTN, other church critics, uh, saying they are the work of the devil. Uh, a funny story, my uncle the Pope actually uh, suppressed Latin Mass for my 25th <laughs> birthday. It was his gift to me. That was the Pope made that happen for Finch. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, Finch, I, I can't come over. Uh, you know, I know you can't come to Rome this year to celebrate your twenty fifth birthday on account so, of COVID." Yeah, on account of COVID, and you know, my uncle, the Pope, is very—he's he, a very mm -hmm. uh, prudent guy when it comes to COVID. So he mm -hmm. said, "Finch, in light of the fact you can't come to Rome this year to celebrate your twenty fifth birthday, um, I'll." <laughs> Um, tell me, tell me what you want this year, and I'll make a special uh, papal decree for your birthday. And I said, uh, Mister uh, Uncle Francis, Uncle Pope Francis, sir, I really <laughs> want you to uh, to suppress Latin Mass. That a bunch awesome. of their fans, is, yeah, a bunch of uh, Latin Mass fans have been mean to me on Twitter. So can you just do that? <laughs> and uh, he said, Sure, Finch, uh, of course. And that's yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah. You know, as that an was... Anglican, I I, I want to get this relationship with Queen Elizabeth, you know. <laughs> Are you the Queen's nephew? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. You gotta be the Queen. Just... I'm the Pope's niece, Josiah. That's why he gives me these special things. <laughs> so so just, I wish just I was the that, Pope's like, your, nephew. Your, does this mean that you only get like you're tangentially like uh in line for the British throne? Sure, why not? <laughs> sure, okay, cool. It's a little known fact that the Queen of England actually gives birth to all Anglicans, kind of like a real <laughs> queen bee. It, yeah, it is. It's all, actually all, quite uh, terrible. It, it's a horrifying sight. It makes you question whether there is truly a god of the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you could almost say that, like, the engorged sack of eggs that the queen carries behind her vaguely resembles the engorged balls of an old oh my god. <laughs> so bad, Phil. 
Okay. How? Okay. How do okay. we go back to that? No. All right, Finch. What's the, the controversy? Why? Why did yeah, you call U- them U- the, the worst of devil? Uh, when a Jesuit in Slovakia asked Pope Francis, "How are you?" the Pope stunned them with his answer, "Still alive, even though some people wanted me to die." Um, <laughs> I will. I will give. Now, I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a big. Uh, big. Big Catholic boy. In fact, quite the opposite. However, I'm gonna give. Uh, give a uh, uh, Pope. Pope Francis, this that is a fucking awesome. gangster response. Oh, <laughs> Francis has really just been hurting feelings lately of the like right people. It's been yeah. pretty funny. It's it's amazing. Um, so the uh, EWTN Eternal World Television Network is an American cable television network, uh, which is Catholic themed programming. Basically, it's the biggest. Catholic media. So Scorsese films. No, Phil. Yeah. No. There needs to be more, 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 uh, more murder and uh, Joe Pesci in them. So, um, these guys are. I, I don't. I, my family, even though like my mom was Catholic and so was most of my family on her side, um, they never watched this. I did not know that this was a thing until about two or three years ago, when I first joined Twitter. Uh, and downhill from there, things went downhill so fast when I joined Twitter. (laughs) Um, that's you could say for all of us. I think our lives have all become like substantially worse because we went on Twitter. Twitter is terrible. Twitter's like the only site that made me go on Xanax. It's bad. Anyway, um, (laughs) let's, let's continue on with the article. So, um, EWTN is a very large Catholic media network. Uh, skews right, of course. Um, very much into no. the American Catholic culture. Yeah. 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 Uh, very much, uh, you know, scooping up that cultural evangelicalism. Very big, uh, very big critics of Pope Francis are on uh, EWTN. Um, oh, God, how dare, how dare that beautiful, beautiful, delicious Pope man be talking about the, the them pores and some shit. Um, as, as, a, as a traditional Catholic, I know that there's nothing worse than helping people materially. <laughs> that is true. Uh, during the Q&A session, another Jesuit told Francis that the Slovak church... Uh, some even see you as heterodox, uh, while others idealize you. We Jesuits try to overcome this division. He asked the Pope, how do you feel about people who look at you with suspicion? Uh, Pope Francis remarked, this is, there, is for an ex- there is, for example, a large Catholic television channel that has no hesitation in continually speaking ill of the Pope. He said, I personally deserve attacks and insults because I am a sinner. But the church does not deserve them. They are the work of the devil. I oh have also god. said this to some of them. Oh my god. Could could the Pope excommunicate them? Could he do that? Does he he has the power to do that, correct? He, it hasn't happened in a while, he, has it? He does, but like we I don't know, the Catholic Church has kind of gone soft with the whole excommunication thing. We used to be throwing around ex excommunications left and right, not anymore. The Catholic Church has really gotten soft about like excommunication. They used to do that so much. They used to do like excommunication here, or there, they claim <laughs> this is a heresy. Everything, everything's a heresy. 
just everything's a heresy, everything's excommunication. Boom, boom, boom. But now, now where's excommunication for like the, these weirdos that deserve it? Yeah, why not excommunicate America? I honestly, I think putting America under interdict would be like the most appropriate thing to do. I think Francis is just too nice. If I was the Pope, I would rule the church with an iron fist. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was the Pope, I'd accidentally keep saying things ex cathedra and make them (laughs) (laughs) dumb. Would you just like forget and then you just say nonsense and that would be doctrine? Yeah, and everyone's stuck having to do that. That's honestly would, a pretty good power move. That would be awesome. I, I want like a like a post ironic pope who's like making jokes, but then they have to be like, "Well, this this you know this statement is technically ironic, but should we interpret it that way?" That'd be awesome. No, I I think that we're on our way to that. You know, one day eventually you will have yeah, the first Zoomer pope. Yeah, when Nick oh, Mullen no. becomes pope. Oh uh, no, not Nick Mullen, please. <laughs> I, I was I was going to I was going to say um, well actually Phil if you were Pope what would you do yeah, if I was do? Pope yeah yeah what would you do if you I were would pope? I would institute the big hat theory of socialism obviously <laughs> yeah right right, 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 right. and, and that doctrine, would apply yeah. to the papacy obviously mm-hmm. right of course yeah the, I don't the bigger know the, I would... hat, the bigger the socialist that's right. Because I, I would just do something like, man, like, I would not realize I'm speaking ex-cathedra and be like, ah, oh, man, I hate Pepsi. And, like, then <laughs> suddenly everyone's, like, stuck with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, we, can we not drink Pepsi anymore? Oh. I'm like, oh, we figured out. Oh, I didn't know this. Is that the National Catholic Register and Catholic News Agency are both affiliated with EWTN. What? Whoa, wait. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EWTN and its associated publications, the uh, National Catholic Le- Register and Catholic News Agency, along with more than 500 radio affiliates, have been highly critical of Pope Francis. This is a whole conglomerate. We've used uh, one of those, like those sources, on this show before. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, 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 hey! This is like a, the sickness of America. Like sickness of America, man. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the Irish came over here and they just became cops. You know, it's. Yeah, we know the story. It's, yeah. That's so lame. That's so lame. Like. The National Catholic. No, 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 continue. No, I was going to say, like, why are there so many, like, these are not fringe, like, this is not like church militant or something like that, like these semi fringe, uh, like, movements. And, like, these are pretty, like, mainstream, like, Catholic news sources. Why do so many of them just openly just hate the Pope? It's, well, it's part of the just American religion. Yeah. Like, is is just generally pretty fucked up. Like, um, the uh, something America, about America. And, yeah, the Catholic Church in America, and I've said this before, the Catholic Church in America and the Catholic Church worldwide are very separate entities. I remember when the whole thing came out with uh, Vigano and they were trying to pressure pope francis into resigning um Mm. the mass majority of bishops i think except for one outside of lithuania said no we support francis and the only bishops that were dissenting were from the united states yeah yeah so i think it's really just an american culture thing because yeah well because it gets into protestantism too like it's i mean there's something i think america genuinely does something weird to religions when they come here I don't know what it if it's a culture, if it's like what it is, but if it's some ancient curse, I don't know. 
It might be. I mean, like, I don't think the cat, the wasp hysteria around Catholics helped a lot because you know that was like the big scary mm. thing about Catholics is oh they're going to be more loyal to Rome than they are to the state. Yeah, so then they had to start seeming more patriotic. Yeah, more patriotic, then, yeah. more <coughs> culturally Protestant. Yep. Um, Evangelical, even. Yes. And, I mean, you could, you know, I think there's more of, uh, you know, a conversation about, you know, the relig- uh, your religion versus the state's will and imposing your religion mm-hmm. over everybody else. But at the same time, I think that more Catholics should probably look to the Pope to uh, direct their conscience rather than, you know, Donald Trump or somebody else like that. One would assume yeah. that uh, if you are a member of a religion that has like a centralized religious head, you would listen to them. Like, I mm-hmm. just would. One would assume that you know that would naturally follow. But yeah, yeah, you you'd think so, but you got to remember that like American propaganda is extremely good. Um, it's very good. Uh, so this okay, this is something I was I was going to say about the SBC when we moved into it, but I, I think it would also fit now. Um, part of part of it is like I, I've been reading for a project I'm working on a lot of stuff about um, evangelicalism in America, but then um, this just led me down the rabbit trail of Christianity in America as a whole. And I've been reading um, uh, the democratization of American Christianity by Nathan Hatch, which is a really great book. I wish that the uh, person who reads it on the audiobook didn't, wasn't the most monotone computer sounding person in the world, but hi everybody. Um, I'll be terrible. reading your audiobook today. It's horrible. It could be um, about anything, but you would. But it, but it's like that. that, but fast at the same time. It's like fast but monotone, and that doesn't pause at sentence break. Anyway, this is important. But um, <laughs> uh, so a thing he like he talks about is like the American tradition of like. Like, like, um, there's populist bursts in American religion. Like, populism is part of how Americans think about religion, which mm-hmm. in theory sounds really cool. And for a good period of American history, it was. But as, like, the rise of, like, a specific type of right-wing evangelicalism, like, told, populist, like, explosions in, 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 like, Protestantism, SBC, whatever, they look like QAnon. They look like, you know, that shit infecting churches. And then, like, if it's a hierarchical church, they're playing like whack-a-mole trying to get that shit out of their churches. Um, and then if you're a yeah. like Baptist uh, denomination where it's it's got a democratic structure, you literally can't get it out. It, it It's stuck in there because the, the congregation is making decisions. Oh, man, that's so bad. No, I'm the congregation, say, and I'm making decisions. I would say that part of this might come from like that I, perhaps if there was a more uh, the religion was a bit more ro- robust, uh, it wouldn't fall to this QAnon bullshit so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. There's a I, there's a, a collapse of institutions occurring here at the same time. Like I think I would, I, I would think I think I would go even beyond from like collapse of institutions to the collapse of like the core messaging of what the religion is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're like, like broadly, I it's kind of stereotypical to say, but you know, Christian, uh, Christianity, especially like with how it's it was you know used, and I think that once Christianity became sort of like used for empire, this was eventually going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's especially evident in like American Christianity. I think, yeah, um, we had so many awful, awful movements in American Christianity. Oh yeah, so past. many. Um, so many. Prosperity gospel, 
Mm. not to mention uh, Southern Baptist Convention's invention well, of we, Ku Klux Klan. Was, I think we um, even have to include QAnon here too, because QAnon is definitely a religious movement. It's, I mean, it's yeah. taken over the SBC. Yeah, like it's, it is pretty. Well, and there's like a weird thing because, like, you know, you think about like um, with the Protestants in American Christianity, like you think of like tensions building up in a denomination and then them splitting over them. Usually, think of the splitting dissident faction as being the more like progressive radical wing, but in American Christianity, it seems to always be those splits are like the reactionary ones. So, because there's like a you know resistance against the establishment, and the establishment is like more and more liberal. So, like, the Episcopal Church split, split over uh, the gay marriage issue. Um, and the so the ACNA, right? American Church in North America. Yeah. Um, they're they're the, the anti-gay marriage Episcopalians. They were, like, the ones that split off. Um, I see. Yeah. And Southern Baptists, as opposed to the other regular Baptists, uh, you know, split over slavery. Like, it's, it's always the dissident factions that are actually pretty reactionary. Like- Funnily enough, even something like Mormonism, their split was like the more wet left shit. Um, anyway, uh, like even their split was more along the lines of like the fundamentalist wing just splitting off entirely from them. Yeah, it's a bummer. A massive bummer. It's it's a big bummer. Um, uh, Pope seems to be handling it fine though. Yeah, he's handling it pretty good. I love how like mad American conservatives get at him. It's very it's funny so to me. It's so funny. Yeah. All of this cringe pales in comparison to uh, Rod Dreher's encounter with him. So, <laughs> Hello, oh, like... Mr. Pope. Hello, Mr. Pope. Please enjoy the book I've prepared for you. <laughs> I, I love that this was a thing that happened. I, I, I truly do believe that that did happen, that he... That Rod Dreyer, like, thought, no, the Pope read my book. He did, oh, like, he himself. Rod That's what... Rod Dreyer is, is Orthodox. He's Eastern Orthodox. Why he's Eastern care? Orthodox. Why he has he... spoken repeatedly with distaste about modern Catholicism. Well, I'm pretty sure he, he was Catholic and then went to Orthodoxy he was, and then he was over like, being oh, well, the... Francis. He Yeah, he was ca- Catholic, and then he was like, this church is full of cucks, I'm going to convert to being orthodox and then he still complains as an orthodox about catholicism so 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 as i'm understanding this rod dreyer was was the er ortho bro yes oh I yeah think he was patient zero yeah so oh, yeah he okay. was the he was what we would call the uh the furtive ortho bro so yeah so man. if i'm if i'm understanding this correctly then roger is basically like he's a like Francis is like his ex that he can't get over. He keeps talking about, even though he's supposed to be in a new relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's basically yeah, yeah. But I don't like, even well, think he. I don't even think he converted during Francis's papacy. I think he converted when pa- Benedict was still pope. I could totally be wrong. Why? Somebody should look this up. Not I, me though. Yeah, at the very <laughs> least, I'm pretty sure the Benedict option was a response to Francis-y kind of stuff. Uh, at the very least. Yeah. Should I read the only, Benedict option? Well, because he only he doesn't he doesn't mention Francis in that book, and he only mentions Benedict five times in the book. From oh, what okay. I've heard from other commentators who Benedict Benedict, yeah, <laughs> beer pope. Um, All I'm saying so, is that if you're not Catholic, you probably shouldn't give a shit what the pope says. Like, yeah, why you do think you think so? Well, 
But he's like very upset. He, he just like I don't know oh, if he rips off it or validated. if he gets off to everybody else being mad at him, like Movie Bob or what his problem is. But he just no. Loves the only thing about Movie Bob gets off to is uh, Baba Booey. Okay, we're oh, not getting into this. Baba Booey, that Josiah. Oh, all right, Baba right. Booey. No, right. it has to be heard. <laughs> No, it doesn't. You no, can't it doesn't. silence me, Jackal. You can't. We actually can, and we have. <laughs> we have before. Yes, we have we'll many do it times, again. and we're not going to stop. <laughs> but my bits, my bits, Jackal. You can't stop the bits. Uh, we can though. Can't stop addicted to the shin bits. Anyway, okay, all right. We, you really yeah. don't want your bits cut off, Phil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. that's is what this, they had uh, to do to that Trinidadian fellow because they got. All right, next yeah. topic. Are we? Are we gonna? Is it gonna be the end of it, or are we gonna? Keep it? All right, Josiah, fill us in. Next. Oh yeah, this isn't. I mean, I, I kind of hinted at it, but we we didn't really get a chance to get into the SBC shit um, because it was kind of during our brief hiatus that it was a lot of it was unfolding. Um, but yes, yeah. the Southern Baptist Convention uh, has this thing where uh, where their pastors do rape, um, and yes. then they've been getting called out for that. Um, and QAnon has infected the brains of the SBC to a point that there was the SBC convention back in June. There was this huge fight. They barely got an investigation pushed for, pushed forward to like start looking into this, but because of like an ultra right faction, almost ousted the moderate faction that was trying to investigate the accusations because they were convinced it was like a QAnon conspiracy that these were all fakers, and it, it led to a point that like there's there was like folks you know harassing victims on Twitter, and so that's that's how. You know, I jumped in, you know, as a as a holy warrior um, to, to make fun of those awful people online. Anyway, uh, they're still investigating uh, and they're still having issues. Um, the recent news was, let me pull it up here. Um, they, to like get, you know, a proper investigation from le- like legal investigation going, need to waive their attorney-client privilege which will allow investigators to obtain documents from members, all that stuff. And there's a huge fight going on about whether or not they should do that, uh, which is, you know, uh, bad. Um, there's a lot of bad going on in there uh, is the gist. But um, one of the survivors uh, or, you know, um, victims, Hannah Kate Williams, who uh, people should follow on her if you don't, because she's very good, um, is like trying to sue the SBC. Um, released uh, against specific entities within the SBC, and they are fighting her to the fucking. Yeah, I mean, well, to, I'm, su- I'm surprised this is only coming out now. Oh, but yeah, not because... really because I've looked into their record keeping practices. Um, yeah. Oh which, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh boy. Well, because like the record, and yay! Now I can bring up my major. The record-keeping processes, and I mean, like, you know, because the Catholic Church, of course, had their sexual abuse crisis. Um, and, you know, we still are dealing with the fallout of that. Um, but it seems that the reason this was under the, you know, under the rug for so long is because the Southern Baptist Convention, unlike the Catholic Church, does not have a centralized record-keeping process. So there's not, like, a hierarchy of people to answer to um it's very much done on a 
a, a church by church basis so people can easily omit things or like tamper with things or just like push it to the side it looks like gonna throw out there my thesis that when it, that democratizing religion in america is always generally reactionary <laughs> example <laughs> yeah hey, there everybody. is no central and okay from this interview that i'm wow 700 victims were listed so far yep. in this um so we found that uh, we found that with numerous cases, you know, because there is no central record keeping of ordinations, sexual abuse allegations, or convictions, it is somewhat or significantly easier than in most faiths for people who have been accused of something but never, you know, he, this guy keeps fucking stuttering. He's basically saying it's easier for people to slip, or criminals to slip through the cracks in the southern baptist churches than it is in other religions because I mean, i'd like to slip through the cracks in the southern baptist yeah. convention the cracks the, the what yeah. i'd like to smoke crack all right you can go over and uh do it with chesterton after this uh, episode's done anyway <laughs> um so yeah i think that and i mean that's also a thing with record keeping is that um, both centralization and decentralization of records is, uh, has their pros and cons. Cause like, you know, the Catholic church, we have central record keeping and we did have pretty detailed stuff with the sex abuse. It's just like mm -hmm. people didn't give a shit or people were like, kind of like, well, yeah. let's put this to the it was, side. It was a different problem. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. Well, everybody knows that, um, SBC sends, sends for, uh, uh, sexual assault because you're doing great. Where are you going? Where, 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 where are you going? This? Where what keep, are you doing that? <laughs> sexual assault because cause it's bad. I say yeah. because then I say cause after that and then it's bad comes after that. I feel whenever it comes to this, it, it always kind of feels inadequate to what one can sort of bring up to it because of the enormity of the of the absolute human abominations are on display um mm. such as those and you know with the uh broadly you know i think i'm gonna quote uh, my father here and say there's nothing christ-like about the uh the southern baptists um <laughs> yeah right. i uh I, I thoroughly believe that that's a cursed denomination and the sooner we cast it to the sea the better um yeah i uh, the fact that they are through like life and limb just sent like it, to the core, the system is abusive and doesn't want any. It doesn't want. I'm trying to put this like in in from the very core of the system. It is there to protect the abuser. Yeah. And because of that, any action that's trying to you know bring to light any of this, even an investigation, not trying to like because it's an investigation. It's not saying that these people did it. It's trying to find out who did like. How did this happen, and who did it? That's what the investigation is about. Um, but that, like, the fact that there's an investigation pisses them off so much because they want to be protected. They want to feel superior over someone else. In this case, you know, women. It's all about power, holding power over someone. And this is you could hold power over over people in in, in, a, in a system like you know in Catholicism uh, because you know it's so direct um, and information. If you're in control of, if you have like authoritative body like that, 
and they control the information like that, it makes it very easy to hide it. Same with the SBC. Right. Uh, with the SBC, they control that information too, and it's a matter of like, it's all a matter about power ultimately, and who has it, and mm-hmm. who and when people have it, they want to keep it, they want to maintain it, and they don't want even if it's not them that committed it. The fact that this is happening means that there's a threat on that monopoly of power. Yeah. Well, granted, Jackal, yeah. a great philosopher once said, uh, oh, and I think it goes going. like this. Oh, God. Uh, no one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking. I just count the hours. Uh, I don't yeah. remember the rest of the, the quote, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I got it. Thank you, Phil. Uh, speaking of an abuse <laughs> when, of power. Who, when, when I... When... when I (laughs) speaking of uh, horrific abuses of power should we go on to our next topic that's right oh man what a transition what a transition Uh, oh man yes of course we have um, all the shit that's going on at the, the Mexico-American border with Haitians desperately trying to escape their country um, and being retaliated against with, um, uh, like, like border patrol on horseback with whips. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I, I just uploaded an image. I put it under spoiler because I still find it very disturbing. Uh, yeah. So you guys can click on that because I, this one did strike me for a couple of reasons. But before we go into that analysis, does anybody have any thoughts they want to give? Um, that horse looks very upset. That is, a, that is um, something I do want to go into. Just because I can... Because as you guys know, I am, you know, I've worked with horses for most of my life. So what he is doing to the animal really... I mean, like... I don't know, it really just sort of... What he's doing to both this person and this animal at the same time really kind of shows the tough guy mentality of, like, American law enforcement. Because if you see the horse's mouth, that's called raking. That is, like, something that inexperienced riders do. It's, like, pulling on the horse's reins really, like, really hard back and forth. It causes the animal a lot of pain. It's being unnecessarily rough with the animal. And he, so in one hand, he's raking the horse's mouth. In the other, he's trying to, you know, grab onto this migrant. And then you can see, like, you see that little whip structure there. Or not structure, but that little thing that looks like a whip. Mm-hmm. So the, the police association or whatever it was on Twitter did say that those are reins. In Western riding, you can use the slack of reins as a whip, which I am 98% sure he's doing here. He is well. He is treating both the animal and the migrant in the same exact way, and it's this tough guy law enforcement, this dominate, this domineering attitude that so many people in like in American law enforcement and like governmental power have is that they see both of these, both a human being and an animal in the same way as disposable, mm-hmm. and like you know, yeah. It's just like a really terrible thing that our our, our culture is like that. It is. I yeah. I don't know. I, I, does that make sense, you guys, or am I just? No, no. That's actually that's a really interesting observation that he's treating both a human being 
and an animal in the same way and also like he's also treating the animal itself in a way that it would be abusive let alone a person yeah exactly like sure it's it's really it's really a haunting image like i like the the picture this picture and then also the like video from it was making me so fucking livid Um, yeah yeah I, I you know I think I'm I think I'm back to not being a universalist anymore. I think that these guys specifically are in hell, are going to hell. I should say yeah. when he does, you know. I have my I have like a stack of cards that are my universalist exception cards, and I just tape them to people. The exception to universalism. Um, if you guys want to get really mad, uh, Matt Walsh shared this picture that we are looking at oh, right yeah. now. Oh, All I right, know. Let's see it. With the caption, God bless this public servant for doing his duty and protecting our border. He Boy, goes what on. What is wrong with conservatives? Damn, you stupid, motherfucking soulless piece of shit. The, dr- the dregs of humanity. The absolute, like, the, the kernel in the shit of Satan. Fuck you, you piece of dog shit. I... Uh, oh no! Everyone, shut up for a second. I, I need to get. I need to say this. Uh, the obsession that that uh, the conservative Christians, uh, quote unquote Christians, will have with this this love of law and order, this love of this almost like just faint jerking off for for this like this obsession of of like their ideal of of suppressing the 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 brown barbaric barbaric horde that's at the gates that's right there. Oh God bless our 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 good old border patrol boys who are protecting us from those those dastardly Haitians. I I I think that that the God that Matt, Matt Walsh believes in and the God that uh, that was talked about in the Gospels and in uh, the Torah, uh, the Tanakh, that's not the same God. These are two. The God of the of of of, uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is not the same God that uh, that Matt Walsh just jerks off to. It's not. Oh yeah, Matt Walsh it's, worships uh, Molech. Yeah, no, he, yeah. He worships Molech. He is a Matt Walsh is is uh, is good old Moloch guy. Is uh, like the he jokes about it, but he is a like uh, a Christo fascist in the sense of that he has no idea what his religion is. He just likes using it as an excuse to be a fascist dickweed. Um, Absolutely, it's a cudgel for his yeah, ideology. I, I, I think that uh, I think that this is all just kind of an excuse for um, saying that he likes seeing uh, non-white people. He likes seeing black bodies being brutalized by white people in power. I think that that's what it is. I think that's what, what it's answering to. It, it's, this isn't with everybody, but the, I mean, I've seen this actually from a lot of like weird Twitter Nazis that people have been fighting with. Um, there is a uh, historic vengeance aspect to this too. Cause there's a lot of people who are suddenly bringing up that Haiti was born out of quote unquote, a white genocide. Um, and so they're like, ah, they're, they're getting what they deserve. Um, yeah, which no, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's, a, it's, a, it's it comes from this sense of like there's this this immense hatred of of like they got one over on us. They like especially towards Haiti is the fact that Haiti was the only successful slave rebellion and the South mm-hmm. of the Black Republic. It is Haiti holds like a, a measurable an immeasurable legacy in the history of 
of revolution, of radical politics, and the history of, uh, of, of racism, the history of slavery within the Northern Hemisphere, the history of, of like the breaking of, of like the Euro European um, colonialism in, in the Western Hemisphere. Like the, it was the, Haiti was the second republic to break away from, from uh, Europe. Like the Latin America hadn't even done it yet, but, but there was the United States and then Haiti. This is something that Haiti is not given enough credit for, for obvious reasons, um, in their in the role that they played in the in the history of the Western Hemisphere. Um, there is this; they have this. Like I, I've seen it multiple times when people talk about, oh, well, they start. They did a white genocide. They were also ignoring. Like re read about the accounts of what slave masters did to their slaves. Sure. Right. Read those. Oh no! It's we also like, conveniently. We also conveniently ignore how the uh, Poles helped them. That was going to say the exact thing. There were totally whites who were spared, and those whites were the ones who chose to like fight on behalf of the revolution, who acknowledged yeah. that oh, the slavery no. was it, fucked up. We get to declare it's a genocide because we oppressed people for generations. There's a whole population of, of uh, yeah. There's a whole like there's a whole like Polish Haitian population that are descended from like. They come from, yeah. like, Polish soldiers who were brought there by Napoleon. When they got there, they they thought that they were under the assumption that they were going to fight for, you know, liberty, egality, fraternity, you know, all, all of that. Um, but they saw, oh, that's not what we're doing. We're here to reinstate slavery. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And right. they went and they fought with... Uh, uh, with the um, uh, with the the uh, the coloreds and the uh, and and the uh, and the blacks and they they they're still around like they're still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, I, yeah. I, I, the thing is, I, I, we're, we're, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. No, I I'm trying to further collect like my thoughts on it because I do have thoughts and obviously like the image invokes to me like the overseer, the slave overseer. Um, like I, I think everyone's making that that connection. Um, Not to mention, they're they're treating these people literally like cattle. Mm -hmm. Like well, yeah, that's uh, it goes back to like that we are we are worse than cattle. We are the we're let like this is something that my dad told me when I was a kid was they these people don't even view us as as lower than their than they're like their worst cow. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're nothing. Like we are the most we are at most like the best definition of chattel to them that is what it comes down to it is less than it is less worth a slave is less worthy than like your best horse um yeah that's that's what it comes down to um i want to obviously there's all this but i also think that there's been obvious focus about like ice throughout this entire you know the trump mm. administration because they really ramped up speed with uh you know um sucking the dick of ice however I think people really need to acknowledge that this is nothing new for the for the border patrol. No. Um, go and everyone should go and read about Operation Wetback, um, which was the uh, yeah, which was the border patrol's basically like a forcible expulsion of uh, of Mexicans from uh, like who were like American citizens into Me in, into Mexico um, because. Uh, racism it came down to racism um and a lot of other, obviously i'm like I, i'm i'm kind of a uh, summing up like a yada yada a whole lot of uh of stuff that happened but go read about operation wetback go yeah, read about the bad. fact that 
that wetback was like an official term used by the border patrol in their in like government documents to describe mm -hmm. um describe mexicans um and other latin american um like either migrant workers or you know like uh migrant workers refugees um people trying to find a, a you know a home um go do you know uh the, i think i can't remember if this is the exact name but do you know a new name that's cropped up for for mexican uh migrants now I well, for just migrants in general tonks do you know where the term comes from no it's the sound that a flashlight makes against a, uh, a skull. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Ouch. This is the people that we're dealing with. The Border Patrol right. is considered the dregs of law, of federal law enforcement. And, the, like, the, they are, like, the, they have no standards. Like, in other aspects of federal law enforcement, they look at the Border Patrol as an embarrassment. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's the, the if, if you have, like, the people, like, this that you could have like the CAA and the FBI and all like basically looking at you and say, oh my god what is wrong with you there's something wrong here um yeah and uh, so the the reaction to this whole thing has been pretty fucking horrible also so I'm gonna read the second tweet that Matt Walsh said to kind of get into this um because he followed oh, this up with um what exactly is the objection here that it's scary because he's on horseback. My God, you people are absolute clowns, which is fucking awful. But in, in my, your first reaction, which is my first reaction, is you're missing the fucking point. It wouldn't matter if it was a horse or not. The horse may add like a striking imagery to it, but I really wouldn't care like how this border agent was dressed if he was doing this. You know, like I, I wouldn't care. Um, but the thing is, like Matt Walsh is is totally making an argument that works on the way liberals chose to react to this, which is that it did make news. You know, Biden, I, if I'm correct, denounced actions of border agents. So now they're just flying people back to Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, uh, we're just gonna like, like that's a live reaction. Live yeah, reaction. Do it, oh, we'll, do it we'll, without we'll do it more politely, less, less, uh, less, um, a little less. I mean, I think it says time. something that it ever happened that way to begin with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like I, but, I don't know. There's something weird about Biden. I'm a very much in the camp that Biden is not much different than Trump, really, and that what we're seeing is essentially like a carryover of policy. When it comes to when it comes to this, no, no, there isn't. That's like I, yeah, and it was said as much before. That, yeah, no, he still holds the same beliefs these but, same issues yeah like, he's just the, more it's polite not, about them or quiet yeah about and them but that's what so many of these libs, liberals wanted they just wanted to be more polite they wanted to be less yeah they want to fly him back to Haiti. Happening, they, not to mention it there, like there's an ecological side to this whole thing too because uh, of course you know the the hurricane that hit haiti and, and everything that's going on in haiti is brutal um the, the reality is is like there's a lot of projections that place haiti as being underwater in 50 years like, you know, I hope that's not the case. I hope those projections are wrong. But the more pessimistic ones say that. This is an yeah. image we're going to keep seeing over and over and over. Is I going to be people if we... desperately trying to get into our fucking country. And whether they're on horseback or not, a bunch of fucking people keeping them out. People like this Matt is Walsh. What's going to, uh, this is what's going to... Uh, yeah, you're completely right, Josiah. Because here's the, the thing. Um... Ecological issues are social issues inherently. Right. They're not separate. You can't separate them. They're tied together like 
at the hip and the heart. Like you, they're one and the same. Um, whereas as the climate, uh, as the crumbles begin, because I, I don't think that it's going to be a collapse. I think it's going to be crumbles in a particular area, such as in Haiti. Like the, mm-hmm. because this is, it was always going to be that it was the, the victims of, of empire were always going to be the victims of climate. That's what it was always going to be. Um, because they are the, they are the absolute, uh, they're absolutely the, the least thought of. Um, so they're going to be the first victims of it before it even happens over, over here. It is happening over here. It's quicker than people thought it would be. Um, but their reaction is this reaction. Exactly. Is it's going to be a bunch of fucking white people keeping a bunch of brown people out, um, as things get worse and worse where they are. Um, from factors of climate and also from uh, exacerbating factors from uh, involvement from these other countries, uh, such as, you know, the United States in Latin America and in Haiti. This is, yeah, this is, uh, go read Bookchin, I guess. Like, educate yourself on social ecology. Educate yourself on, like, how this works. And I am not sure if you're Marxist or unless you're wrong, but, like, this is, <laughs> this is the future that we're going into. Um, and you've got to, this is the future that you're going into. And, uh, we probably need to be a bit more prepared for the fact that we're going to see this more and more often. This is not going to be the last time that we see, see this from, especially from Haiti, especially from any other country, like even within the, 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 uh, the, uh, like this side of the Atlantic, like you're going to see these, these, uh, like these disasters these these crises happen more and more um as things get worse so and instead of like you have you one would assume that if you were a christian your response would be well we have to help them it's our obligation to help them but then that requires that you have like empathy that you view and that you view these as humans and they don't they truly don't because I, I don't believe that if you view these people as humans then you could, if, if you're not a sociopath, then there, no matter what you are, there has to be some part of you that's like, well, we have to help them. Like, there's something within you that has to do it unless you are fundamentally broken. I mean, or you don't think of them as deserving of being called human. And I think for Walsh, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Walsh also is just the literal embodiment of the American fuck you got mine mentality as well. Yeah. Because I think he did state that he did not yeah, care said, if climate uh, change was real and if people died because of it. Because it yeah. didn't affect him. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going Walsh to is, affect him. Inevitably. Inevitably it will. Uh, as, as, the, as they say, um, uh, was it the, like, there's a saying, I'm forgetting it, but I, as, as much as like the, like the rich white people are going to try to, you know, build up like their, their bunker, that's not going to save you forever. Like that's not going to, there's a, there was a story. What was it? Um, there was a short story that basically described like the world is ending and there's a bunch of like libertarians who decided to build a bunker in the desert. Um, and we're shooting at anyone who was nearby. Um, like shooting with her, who was nearby or getting near the bunker or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And the story basically said, life outside was hard, there was famine, there was this and that, but eventually, like, people got together and people made it work, and people, like, life started to come back. And uh, everyone in the Libertarian Bunker died because uh, they didn't know how to filter water properly. (laughs) 
that's that's how this is all this is how that's gonna end Oh, yeah. So, essentially, this couple who had a baby, and that baby passed away, sadly. It's very, it actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm dropping the bit facade. It's incredibly sad. Yeah, that was a their little baby, weird. They're, no, it's just that, like, when I go on Mammonberg, I have, like, a specific cadence of voice I talk in. So I'm like, damn it, I've got to, like, turn the cadence off. I gotta turn the Mammonberg voice off. Yeah, get serious. Yeah. Get yeah. serious. You gotta get Smoke. serious. So their baby died in the hospital, and they were spent... They, they were sent a bill for... 75... Uh, $257,000. Jesus Christ. That's and terrible. It, it's super bad. Uh, yeah, it and it shows, like, first off... An extreme flaw in the medical system, of course, because that's just what we're dealing with now. But I'm pretty sure if I'm not... They had essentially, like, no control over how much they were charged. Um, even though they passed a ban, like, Congress passed a ban on surprise medical bills last year's, it didn't go into effect soon enough for them to be affected by it. They were charged for basically everything. It covers essentially Alexandra's care after Miss Lane switched health insurers. So all of this happened because somebody switched health insurance. Like mid all this going down, essentially. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking as the only one of the four of us who can actually give birth, um, this is something that, like, I worry about a lot. Is mm -hmm. like, when I have kids being bled dry by these these vultures, basically. Yeah, yeah because that's one of the biggest problems with, like, the birth industry. And yes, it is an industry. Because everything's an industry. Welcome to neoliberal capitalism. Everything's a market. Everything's a market, even giving birth. Yeah. So if you are uninsured during the birth process and your baby needs extra care, which a lot of babies do. Now, mind you, people might say, oh, that's because, uh, like, the, you know, human DNA is worse, which is a lie. Actually, more or less the reason why babies used to die a lot more, but they just don't anymore because their medical technology has improved. However, since the uh, medical system in America is reaching, like, a fucking astronomically expensive level, uh, that, that essentially statistic is starting to wane as other countries with medical med like better medical systems, not necessarily better medical technology, but better medical systems supplant us because they're just more efficient at, like, actually dealing with people's medical issues. Because without a profit incentive, they can actually address what somebody's actual issues are instead of just being like, here, fuck you, here's a $20,000 bill because you were uninsured is, for a broken a wrist. Right. And this is the thing. It's like when these conservatives and stuff like that are asking, why don't 
people of this generation have more kids. This is why! Because capitalism is naturally hostile to women and children. Not only is it naturally hostile to women and children, I think it's, like, really starting to... And I'm not, I'm not gonna, like... I had a personal experience where, like, I, I'm insured under my parents' insurance, thank God, right now. But I fell <laughs> off a ladder, and the medical care I received was very bad. They took an x-ray of my leg, and then were like, Okay, um, nothing's really... You probably just have a bad sprain. You didn't break anything. Like, that's the only two options. It was either, like, the sprain was bad and it would go away on its own, or that my leg was broken. But mm -hmm. they wouldn't address anything in between because not only was it during the coronavirus, like, October... About September, October of last year that this happened, but they were also just like, fuck it, just send him off on his merry little way. You have to go back to work in two days. Uh good luck and i'm like but i can't stand without my leg causing like splitting pain i can only like stumble around i have a job where mm -hmm. i have to stand for like several hours i mean yeah i can sit but like i need to move around right. and do things if i can't stand what the fuck am i gonna do and they were like oh man guess you're shit out of luck have fun going back to work in two days and i was like it's the worst. Right. Like, quite literally, we're reaching this, like, apex of medical care where, even from my own personal experience, people are getting sicker because mm -hmm. what's ending, like, what's happening is that medical companies and, like, doctors even have internalized, because doctors are complicit in this, where they overcharge for, like, unnecessary procedures and then don't actually help people when people are actually in bad shape. Mm -hmm. They just charge you for some stupid bullshit and they're just like oh well you know it can't be worse we won't entertain that possibility now go on your merry little way oh um, man yeah that's essentially what happened that. to this couple you know they had something that nothing like no parent wants to go through which is worse than like a miscarriage it's that it's a baby that was born that just doesn't get to live it just passes away and that's mm -hmm. worse than a miscarriage, because at least a miscarriage, you can be like, hey, uh, you know, at least they weren't, they never had a chance. You know, this child had a chance and it died. And yeah, botched and treatment. Yeah. They were charged for like $200,000 because of it. But also, like, our medical system operates as if all doctors act perfectly all of the time. And I yeah. think it's a very... This is a very unhealthy way to run a medical system because I don't know. Well, I tell this story to people. My grandfather died because of a botched medical procedure. Right. Hmm. So what happened was he was getting, he essentially had a bulge in one of his arteries. Surgery went fantastic. Everything was going according to plan. Uh, doctors forgot to turn his pacemaker back on after the surgery. He had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Jesus. If they had turned on his pacemaker, it would have like corrected his heartbeat and he would have been fine. But they didn't because they forgot. Jesus. And that's that's medical malpractice. Like there's no other way to say it. That's medical malpractice. And we could have sued, but we didn't because it wasn't worth it. You know, who wants to sue someone because, you know, somebody you loved died? You know, you don't want to go mm -hmm. through that because then you just have to keep reliving it over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. 
And we should have sued them. You know, we should have because, you know, not only fuck them, but also, you know, they charged out the ass for, like, expensive medical procedures. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just the system. I mean, I think I've been thinking about it and, you know, I do want to have several kids. I don't think I'm going to give birth in the United States if I have them or when I yeah. have them. Just yeah. That's something I don't that know how my much I'll be making. And I are, yeah, that's something my fiance and I are very concerned with. Because, like, we, we inevitably want to have kids, too. And we want to at least try to have kids. Mm-hmm. And if America's just going to be like, you're going to have to pay tw- us $20,000... I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, who right. has that kind of money just to birth a single child? You know? Right. What the fuck, guys? It's also, like, there is this uh, this burgeoning home birth movement. And at first I thought, oh, that's kind of silly. And then I realized, oh. maybe Yeah, there's a reason for doing. it. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe we're just... We're, like... This is, like, the thing is we're circling back to what they were doing in the 1890s. Except for the in the 1890s, home births were for richer people because the hospitals were so shit. Nothing new under the sun. Yeah. This is... Ugh. It's so... It just makes you feel gross. Yeah, it does. It's just really mm. bad that, like, people have been bled out so much that they, they have to do this. It's... Well, we're yeah. entering what I would like to call the, the new age of feudalism. <laughs> right. Where essentially uh, tech giants, medical corporations are the new feudal lords and everyone just has to serve them in every aspect of our lives. Yeah. All right. Shall we wrap up? Uh, I Yeah, let's do this. Yo, I'm going to wrap up. Mammonberg is over. I'm rapping about how Mammonberg is over. You're doing great, Phil. This is great. This is good. No, keep going, man. You're doing good. Keep going. Uh, wait. Oh, no, I have to do the rap I posted in the chat the other day. No, you don't. No, you don't. I have to do it. That's how we're gonna close out the episode. No, we're not. That's the episode, everybody. Good night. No! Good night, everybody. Close this out. Close this out, Finch. Uh, As you uh, try very hard to get back to your little fishing boat to avoid Phil's rap, uh, you glance (laughs) back over your shoulder at the three lighthouse keepers and the one guy clinging to a raft out on the stormy seas. It has been us, uh, Jackal. Hello, everybody. I've been Jackal Chester. Um, this has been a pretty heavy episode of uh, Mammonberg, but regardless, I hope that uh, we've managed to entertain you somewhat through um, this dystopian hellscape we call uh, life. You would find me, if you like my commentary and my general shitposting, um, on at Jackal Jester on jackdorsey'stwitter.com. Uh, that's right that's right i uh i make a lot of hotep jokes um i make a lot of jokes <laughs> about uh about the yakubian devils and their their consistent uh devilry within the world um mm-hmm. it's i know it's very great being on a podcast with three yakubian devils that's just and that's just your standard yakubian devils we have we have a uh we have a, a linguini yakubian devil at least a half <laughs> half of a one here as well Damn. Damn. It's very it's very brave, I know. And I thank, it I is thank brave. you all for the kind messages that have been sent to me asking Jackal, how can you portray um 
the Libyan people like this, the, the people of the of, of the true of of uh, the true uh, <laughs> race of men. I say they are recovering Yakubian devils. You can free yourself of it eventually. Um, yeah. So as I've been going along, as we've been going along with Mammonberg, I've slowly that opinion has slowly been shrinking more and more. Um, as, as we got on, slowly but surely, I'm, I'm more, I'm more, I, I come to the conclusion that there is no hope for them. <laughs> okay, then we got Josiah taunting yeah, Phil uh, by the shore with his BB gun. Yeah, with, yeah, pellet gun, excuse me. <laughs> pellet gun, excuse me. <laughs> no, yeah, you can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter. Uh, I write a substack where I was supposed to start it out about religion, but mostly it's been bitching about service work, even though I, I'm not doing service work anymore um, <laughs> because I'm not tired from service work anymore. So I can actually write about service work. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I do cool stuff and um, yeah, that's, that was me. Yes. And then uh, the individual you see drowning in the waves <laughs> is our very own. Philip. Philip J. Fry. Uh, before before I drown, uh, I have to. I just have to say, uh, trapped in the ass, this booty ain't trash. God, I catch this lady with my balls like ash. Stop Catch him. I'm, ble- I'm bleeding out my oh rectum. <laughs> my haters say I got hemorrhoids, but I ain't one to correct them. Oh. I'm on the spectrum. No, not for <laughs> autism, but the one that hosts my Wi-Fi connection. And we yes, got a real M and M here on the podcast. <laughs> and where where uh, can they follow you, M and M? I now sink beneath the waves. My Twitter is at Cryptid Director, where you can find more bullshit. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Phil. That was fascinating. And I am Finch J. Finch, Captain, PhD, the third Esquire, uh, niece of the Pope. Um, you can follow me at Finchior at twitter.com. And uh, if you're nice to me, I will allow you to come to my 26th birthday party in St. Peter's Square. Thank you. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> uh, we'll do a, a not heavy one next time. Yeah, eventually we will we will get to like we'll we'll get funny eventually. I promise it will be fun. It it will. Wait I a promise. second! This episode wasn't funny. The beginning was pretty funny. Well, the beginning was pretty funny. All right, all right. The beginning all right. was very funny. All right, have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
Oh, I think I just yeah, heard is, Forrest Gump try to explain the SPC thing. Uh, uh, uh the uh, SPC is bad because, uh, <laughs> Jenna, it's bad because they do not respect uh, women. Phil, Jenna. 700 people were raped. Let's. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, man. <laughs> I, what I said was correct. They don't respect women. Uh, right, Jack, um, what were you saying? That's a very pedestrian. Uh, um, um, yeah, I.